As we remain standing before the Lord, we will turn to the scriptures. Praise the Lord. What a joy to be in His presence and to experience the power of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We will continue with our theme from the week before. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that the proclamation of your word will be effective. In Jesus' name, we cancel every assignment of the enemy. Every critical spirit be stilled. And we declare victory in the house of God. They overcame the enemy. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. So be it. And we say amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. The scripture tells us. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We as God's children, we also need to experience that Pentecost experience in our lives. Praise the Lord. We had reminded the church few things from the scripture. We said as this particular passage unfolded before us, we said that the children of God that had gathered in the upper room, they first heard, then they saw, and then they experienced. Praise the Lord. We said the audio effect, the video effect, and the experience. Praise the Lord. Quite often, it's the human nature. We want to see before we believe. Praise the Lord. But faith comes by hearing, praise God. Hallelujah. The children of God who are gathered in the upper room, 120 of them, they were all with one mind, one accord. They were waiting for the promise to be fulfilled, praise God. We reminded the church about what Pentecost is culturally and what the biblical definition is. We also talked about the feast of Pentecost. Praise the Lord. God ultimately used the divinely ordained Pentecost festival to usher in the person who would make it possible for every believer to live the kind of life that God intends us to live. Not the defeated kind of life, but the victorious kind of life because we march behind a victorious Savior. Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. 
brings that resurrection power in each and every one of us so that we may continue to live life that is pleasing to him. Praise the Lord. The question is, what does Pentecost mean to you and to me? Praise the Lord. We know Jesus came to make us righteous. Positionally, we have been made righteous. Praise the Lord. But in our practical daily life, if we have to live that righteous kind of life, we need the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And that is available for each and every one of us. Praise the Lord. Jesus would like us to walk in victory like he walked. Praise God. And that is possible when we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Praise God. We looked at the scripture where in all four of the gospels, it is mentioned that who is the baptizer? Praise the Lord. And we said Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, every one of them is unveiling the fact that Jesus Christ himself is the baptizer. Praise the Lord. And what is he baptizing us in? John the Baptist baptized those who came to him in water. But John says, one who comes behind me, he will baptize you in the spirit and in fire. Praise the Lord. Now, if Jesus is the one who is baptizing us in the Holy Spirit, then you and I need not be apprehensive about it. Praise the Lord. We do not need to be afraid because Jesus, the one who loves us, the one who gave himself for us, the one who redeems us, the one who delivers us out of the clutches of sin, Satan, and darkness is the one who baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, he is the one who is baptizing us. In that case, you and I need not be apprehensive. Shall we move forward today? Praise the Lord. John 1.33, this is what is recorded. Of course, you know who the words are. John the Baptist is saying, he's saying, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. This words sheds light into one of the most important ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is before and after the outpouring on the day of Pentecost. I want you to look at those two verses that are highlighted. One is descending and the second one is remaining. We need to understand the background, the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit came upon men and women of God to empower them for an assignment, to empower them for a project, 
to empower them for the mandate that God had selected them. But when we come to the New Testament, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit will empower them. And once the mandate is done, he would leave. But in the New Testament, we understand Holy Spirit comes upon us and he abides within us. Praise the Lord. So as this unveiling takes place, we have before us the witness, or John the Baptist saying, that he, what upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining. Praise the Lord. Descending and remaining. Unlike the Old Testament experience, which was a seasonal experience in Jesus, immediately after the baptism, the Holy Spirit both descended and remained upon him. Of course, when we learned about Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we established the fact that Jesus was born of the Spirit. Jesus was anointed of the Spirit. Jesus was led by the Spirit. And so many things we looked into it, we don't have time to go into this. We want to draw this attention here because in the New Testament, as far as you and I are concerned, that Jesus, the Lord Jesus, our Savior, the lover of our soul, when he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, not to depart from us, but the Holy Spirit indwells with us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to look at the 120 that is gathered there. It's a wide spectrum of people. Twelve of them are, of course, the disciples of Jesus. Eleven plus the one that was selected. But then there are 108 others. We don't know their names. We don't know who they are. But, of course, they are from different backgrounds. Okay? Some are probably rich and influential. Who knows? Maybe Joseph of Arimathea was there or Nicodemus was there. There would be others whom Jesus, through his ministry, wooed into his presence. There would be people who comes from various backgrounds. Regardless of what background they came, whether they were affluent, influential, or just somebodies and nobodies from the society. Praise the Lord. The promise of Jesus, it becomes applicable to everyone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you look at chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, you, you see chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, you see something that's mentioned there. I want you to look there. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Every one, regardless of who they were, as they waited in the presence of God, with one mind and one accord, Every one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Why do I say this? I say this is because there is a feeling, there is a teaching or a thought that's prevalent in the body of Christ today. 
that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is only for some elite in the church. It's only for some super special spiritual people. No, that's not what the scripture teaches. The scripture teaches that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all to experience in their lives. It is not for exclusively certain people in the body of Christ. If you are a child of God, it is for you. Praise the Lord. If you have that desire deep down in your heart, the Lord wants to fill you, baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Very, very interesting to see that the Bible says the tongues of flame signifying the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Spirit's presence, it came and rested on them. Now, I want you to imagine that you and I, all of us, 120, we are seated in that upper room, okay? The Holy Spirit, we are there. Just imagine that you are there. And the Holy Spirit comes upon everyone. Praise the Lord. And what was the visual that they saw? Tell me, church. What's the visual? Tongues of fire. So imagine, tongues of fire came upon Philip. Tongues of fire came upon me. Tongues of fire came upon Stanley. Every one of us, we are there. Okay? Can I see the tongues of fire on me? Yes or no? No. But can I see it on you? Yes. Can you see it on me? Yes. Praise the Lord. I can see the tongues of fire on you. You can see the tongues of fire on me. But we, every one of them, they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And every one of them started what? Speaking in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Praise the Lord. As the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Praise the Lord. There are a lot of arguments in the Christendom. One of the arguments is, the day of Pentecost was 2,000 years ago. That was a unique, exclusive experience. Therefore, it is confined and locked to that particular day and to those particular people. Well, when you read the Acts of the Apostle, you will see that cannot be true because it was not confined to that particular day and that particular event. Of course, that was the first day when the Holy Spirit baptized the, those who were gathered in the presence with the power and the presence of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. When you read chapter 8, when you read chapter 10, when you read chapter 19, we see it's an ongoing experience. People were baptized with the Holy Spirit, and then we see those who are baptized with the Holy Spirit, they were again and again, again and again, they were experiencing the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, for those who argue that this is a unique experience that is locked in history, I want to ask you, how did you get saved? How did you get saved? What did you believe to get saved? 
I'm not going to ask her. She's like sitting on needles. She's faster going to ask me something. No, I'm not going to ask. And I'm going to ask you. What did you do to get saved? Come on, church. What did you get to save? What did you believe? Jesus died for my sin. When did he die? When did he die? 2,000 years ago. So when you believe that Jesus died for your sins on the cross 2,000 years ago, when you believe that, and when you receive Jesus as your Savior, you became what? You became a child of God. You became saved. So how is it that an event that took place then became applicable to you? It is by faith in Jesus. Praise the Lord. If that's the case, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is also received by what? By faith. Praise the Lord. It is by faith. Praise God. It is not an event that is confined to them and at that time, and it is no one can say it's not applicable to me. It is applicable to every one of us. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Okay. Number one, the scripture tells us it is the promise of the Father. Praise the Lord. Who promised? The Father has promised. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 4 and 5. Somebody read Acts 1, 4 and 5. Amen. So this baptism of the Holy Spirit is what? It is the promise of the Father. Praise the Lord. It's the promise of the Father. Listen. If God promised something, it is going to happen. Praise the Lord. When God promises, it's not like our promises. We might keep our promise. We might not keep our promise. Today we might remember the promise. It's like the fair weather, whether it's going to work or not. Because the scripture says there is one thing that God cannot do. Do you know that one thing that God cannot do? He cannot lie. He won't lie. If he promised, he will do it. Praise God. You can bank on the promises of God. Praise the Lord. You can fall back on the promises of God. You can hold fast on the promises of God. You can stand on the promises of God. You can glean from the promises of God. You can appropriate from the promises of God. You can apply the promises of God. Learn to put the promises of God into action. Because if he says something, he will do it. Praise the Lord. There is no ambiguity. The church of Jesus Christ ought to get bold. Praise the Lord. Ought to get bold. See, 
There are a lot of desires that we might have. And there are a lot of needs that we might have. But when you read the Bible, if there is a promise in here, and it's applicable to you, you can take that promise and you need to cash it. Cash it for your sake. Cash it for your children. Crash it for your grandchildren. Cash it because God's word will stand the test of time. Praise God. No need to fear. No need to be apprehensive. You be bold. You say, Lord, you said it in your word. I believe it and I want to experience it. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's people should know that God's promises are there to cash it. Praise the Lord. See, we need to understand the context of the scripture. Praise God. The context of the scripture is very important. There is a pretext and there is a context. Based on that, you interpret God's word. But there are promises that are applicable to us today. It's applicable to us today. If that's the case, you and I should learn to appropriate that promises. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so what promise are we talking about? We are talking about the promise of the Father, which is what? He will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God that he will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. Now, it's a promise, right? And this promise, you need to know the link of the promise. I said the context is very important, right? So is this promise applicable to me? Am I a candidate for this promise? When you read the promise, you need to ask our, ourselves, does this promise Am I a candidate for this promise? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look, when Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 39, I'm going to read it thus. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter preached on the day of Pentecost after they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, when people were asking, hey, what's going on? What is this? Some people think they were drunk. And so Peter gave them an explanation and presented the gospel. So they were pricked in their heart and they said, what shall we do? This is what Peter said. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Praise the Lord. Hold that verse. Highlight that verse. Memorize that verse. Put it on the wall. Keep saying it, Lord. Your word says... What is this? What does your word say, Lord? The promise is unto you and to your children. So Peter is preaching. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. As he's preaching, he's pronouncing these words. And he's saying, the promise of the Father. 
Praise the Lord. The promise of the Father, it is recorded in the Old Testament. Joel talks about it. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall, shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. Even upon your servants and handmaids, the Lord will pour out his spirit. That's the Old Testament. When you come into the New Testament, Jesus is saying, wait for the promise of the Father. Now, we see Peter is pronouncing. He is saying, the promise is unto you. So he has an immediate audience. Peter has an immediate audience. And to the immediate audience who asked him the question, he's saying, the promise is unto you and to your children. But then he doesn't stop there. What is he saying? And to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Praise God. Praise God. Do you see you there? Do you see your children there? Do you see your grandchildren there? Do you see anyone that God calls there? This is the promise that we can hold on to. Lord, we need this. Praise the Lord. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The promise belongs to anyone God calls in any place, any time. Praise the Lord. That includes me. That includes you and everyone who's hearing God's word. Praise the Lord. I remember the time that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I was waiting on the Lord. I was getting together with my friends and we were praying. I think two of them are here with me. Brother Finney Joshua is here. Brother Roy is here. We used to sit down and we used to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My parents used to encourage me. I had good friends. Praise the Lord. Friends who are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And they would not be bashful, man. They would tell me, Finney, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And they would lay their hands on me and pray for me. I thank God for friends like that. Praise the Lord. Who would, who would challenge you. Praise God. Who would challenge you and encourage you to wait, wait. I remember so many days I'll be waiting. I would come home. My dad used to ask me, did you get filled today? After some time, I used to get a little irritated. I used to get irritated. I don't look at me every day the same question. Did you get filled today? Did you get filled? Did you get filled? Praise the Lord. I used to get irritated, but then I was resolved. Lord, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And one day I was praying by myself in my bedroom, and the Lord baptized me with His Spirit. Praise the Lord. I broke out in speaking in tongues. Praise God. My life was transformed. Praise God. There is an empowerment that comes when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Praise God. Peter, who was a chicken, who said a lot of things, but could not back it up. When he was empowered by the Holy Spirit, he had the guts. Praise the Lord. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He gives you guts. 
Praise the Lord. A divine boldness to stand and proclaim the goodness of God. You cannot stand on your power. You cannot stand by your might. You cannot stand by what you have. It takes God to stand with you and to empower you for the mandate and the mission that God has called us. Praise the Lord. We should be people who encourage. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't be bashful. You know, encourage the people, the children who are students who are in your class. Ask them, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you baptized with the Holy Spirit? In your youth groups, encourage them. I'm telling you, we have a stiff battle. We have a real enemy. And you and I cannot wage war by our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Paul writing to Timothy says, He has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and sound mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The question is, Paul in chapter 19, Acts 19, he asked the question, after believing, have you received? Praise the Lord. What? After believing, have you received what? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We need to ask that question to ourselves. After believing, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Praise the Lord. When you read the scripture, Acts of the Apostles, we see that wherever the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit is mentioned, we see that they are saying they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they started speaking in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Praise the Lord. Amen. When Paul was filled with the Spirit, that particular place in Acts doesn't say anything other than that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. But Paul writing to the Corinthians, he says that I speak in tongues more than any one of you. Praise the Lord. So speaking in tongues is a physical evidence of the fact that one is baptized in the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Quite often people talk against it. And last week, we reminded from the scripture that when we speak in tongues, the direction of tongues is not towards men, but it's towards God. He who speaks in tongue does not speak to men, but utters mystery and is speaking to who? To God. Praise the Lord. So if anybody discouraging you from speaking in tongues, you tell him what? It's between me and God. Praise the Lord. It's between me and God. Praise God. The purpose of tongues is to strengthen the inner man. Praise the Lord. To strengthen the inner man. In other words, self-edification. Praise the Lord. Self-edification. Praise God. And from Jude, we understand the effect of tongue is to build our faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
this experience is available to each and every one of us, provided we open our heart and ask the Lord to fill us with the Holy Spirit. I want to pose some question to the church. After being born again and water baptized, have you asked the Lord to baptize you in the Spirit? It's something that you need to ask yourself. In your home, your siblings, your children, your spouse, if they did not have that experience, you need to start praying in your family prayer. Lord, baptize my spouse with the Holy Spirit. Baptize my children with the Holy Spirit. Baptize my grandchildren with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Praise the Lord. It should become our prayer, not only prayer. When we believe and we ask, God will indeed fill all of us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. If we have not been asking the Lord, and if we have not that experience in our lives, whose power, in whose power are you attempting to live the Christian life? We need the power of the Holy Spirit, folks. Praise the Lord. If we have to be victorious, don't you see and hear quite often, God's children constantly grumble and gripe, and they're always talking about how a defeated life that they are leading. It is not meant like that. God's children will have battle. God's children will have tough times. God's children will face uphill battle in their life. But when you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, you are able to press in and overcome any and every challenge that we face in our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then, Jesus said, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will do what? You will become what? Wait for the promise, and then you will be my witnesses. Whose power are you witnessing? In whose power are you witnessing? Praise God. If at all, if we witness, whose power are we witnessing? There is a tremendous, dramatical change and transformation that takes place when a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to have a craving for that. Praise God. I want to do something this morning. I want you to rise up to your feet. I want you to hold the hands of the person that's next to you. Every person in this church should be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And we need this church to start operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Baptizing in the Spirit is one step. Then we cannot be satisfied and content. We have to start operating in the gifts of the Spirit. We have to administer the gifts of the Spirit. This is not something that is for the for, for, for the Bible times, if we have to live that victorious life, if our church has to become vibrant, active, and alive, every one of us have to be baptized and we start 
need to use the spiritual gift that God has given us. Thank God for the gift of singing. Thank God for the gift of playing music and, and preaching and teaching. All these things are good. We need also the gifts of the Spirit. As the Bible says, that's when you and I are allowed to move into a supernatural realm. And then you will see an explosion that takes place. What kind of explosion? Praise the Lord. A quality explosion and a quantity explosion in the body of Christ. Praise God. God wants us to become a living, vibrant, active church. Praise the Lord. There is no gimmicks to this. There is no games to it. It's simply praying, asking the Lord, Lord, you promised and we need this promise. I need it. My children need it. My grandchildren need it. My neighbor needs it. My friend needs it. My fellow brother needs it. We all need it. And we're going to stand together. And we're going to pray. Praise God. I want you to hold hands. Hold hands with your neighbor. Praise God. Hold hands with your neighbor. We're going to pray. We are going to pray that the Lord will baptize everybody in this church with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the baptizer. Jesus is the baptizer. Praise God. This morning, start praying. Praise God. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for your family. Pray for your friend. And as you are praying, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, start praying in tongues. Start praying in tongues. Don't be bashful. Let your children hear you praying in tongues. Ask the Lord, Lord, fill my children, my next generation, with the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot live a defeated kind of life. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Start praying. Praying in tongues. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, baptize us with your spirit, Lord. Lord, baptize us with your spirit, Lord. Rukabala hasandala rabosha. Rikere sito rabasa kondi araba. Habdala reshaskona hattori andala raba. Diba rabanagadala bosha kondi andala raba. Break every yoke, Father. Every yoke of unbelief in the house of God. We want the promises of the Bible, the promise that Jesus made, the promise that your scripture says to be fulfilled upon us, upon our posterity, upon our children, Lord. We want to activate the gifts of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, fill us, Lord. Empower us, Lord. We pray that your Spirit will fall upon us, O God, as in the day of Pentecost. Lord, we need the Pentecost experience, O Lord. We need our Pentecost, Lord. We come another about Shekeni and the Laraba. The Rabalabo Sekeni and the Laraba. The Rekesetere Boshakoria. 
Durabala Sandore said, Hedebe, Bibaraba Sekoni Amdalaraba. Baptize of our children, Lord. Baptize of our children, Lord. Baptize of our little ones, O God. Shekeria said, Hedebe, Duraba Sandoriosa, Reshekoni Amdalaraba. Rekamana that about Sete de Vedega Soda Badabosha. Rose Nedebe Setori and the Lerabo. Rekesende Lerabo Shakodi and the Lerabo. 